Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports and you get television shows as well, and we're going to do a little double dose this week. First, we're going to talk about the uh, insane Bachelorette finale that happened uh, last night, and then we're going to talk about, oh man, a Game of Thrones episode, one one of the all-timers. But uh, first, we're going to talk about Bachelorette, and Craig Needles is here. How's it going, Craig? Very well, thank you. All right, good to have you back on on the show. Um Full disclosure, if we could pull back the curtain a little bit, I had a softball game last night, and the PVR did not record the first hour of the of uh, the Bachelorette finale. So, did you happen to catch the whole thing? Uh, I caught most of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got a, I had a busy work day, uh, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't get. But uh, I, I rewatched a lot of it this, this afternoon mm-hmm. after I got home. So, uh, yeah, I caught a, I caught everything I need to, and, mm-hmm. and look. This season, as much as I love Rachel, and yeah. I do, this was not a great season of this show. No, I completely no. agree. This was not a great season of this show. So, like, I wasn't like enthralled, or I didn't really care who wound up being the final person. I just, I just, I got disconnected with it. Yeah, I'm actually kind of happy. I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Bachelorette, but I can't imagine why you'd listen to this without having already seen it. But uh, I'm kind of happy Brian won, even though I think he's a complete tool and doesn't deserve Rachel whatsoever, and that relationship will, you know, fall apart like most of the (laughs) Bachelor-Bachelorette relationships. But I'm just glad he won so that we we, we aren't in danger of Brian becoming the Bachelor, right? Yeah, that would have been super boring. So that was helpful. I've... Like, are Brian and Rachel going to get married this winter? Like, is there there is there a sports book taking odds on that? Because I would love to hammer. <laughs> well, Ve- I'd love to hammer no. Well, just going on the other side of the pod, there t- they are our Vegas books taking bets on Game of Thrones, just so you know, Craig. If, you, if, oh, you, really? if you're ever looking for a reason to actually, because I know you don't watch the show. You're one of the, the three people not in the loop. But if you ever wanted to, there's you know, a reason. It'll give you added game, added gamble, incentive to gamble, right? Pierce, I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there's, I really, really wish that I would have known this for say seasons three and four. I think my life could have been really different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the jokes that are just for you and me on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I really I'll, do. I'll, I'll explain that joke. My sister worked on the show for two seasons. Yeah, so. she did. She did. She's, you know, we got. I mean, we should bring her on sometime. See if we can get her to tell some of the stories that are, you know, well within the legal limit of being able to tell. <laughs> You can negotiate that with her. But yeah, uh, we will. We I will. feel as though if I could have made money off mm-hmm. of knowing which characters are going to get killed, yeah. I feel as though she might have like just dropped a couple of hints. Yeah. But well, they didn't really. They didn't really. I'm sure uh, they didn't do that then. Yeah, yeah they didn't do that then because they still had the book uh, knowledge, but they're past the books on the show now, right? So, so it's oh, it's right. it's kind of up in the air. But like this season, they were actually. Ta- I couldn't believe they were doing that because I don't know. It's just it's. Strange to me because, you know, there are people who are going to know and they're going to leak this information. I'd imagine. I haven't looked into it in too much depth, but I imagine it's like the prop bets in our Super Bowl where they're not taking too much money on it because it would behoove them to not do that, right? Based on the fact that there are people who would have inside information for that sort of thing. Right. Now, what I would say is I'm sure that the people who do have that inside information have, uh, have non-disclosure agreements that are worth far more than the most you can make off that bet. Agreed. Yeah, most so, likely. 
Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would think that would be the way they protect themselves there. But mm. uh, who's to say? So, because of my softball game and because the PVR screwed me, um, I missed basically the first forty minutes of the show. So I, I peeked in at about the moment when she was sending Eric home. Yeah. So, uh, is anything I miss? Any any cold? You want to give me the cold? Not really. Versions people of what in the happened? audience, not, not really. People in the audience were shocked. Oh, so shocked that she sent Eric home. But like. The way I felt was with, with these guys, there were there were flaws with some of them. Obviously, uh, there were some things she didn't like. Whatever it happened to be, mm-hmm. I sort of felt as though it was essentially a, a jump ball with these three guys heading into the episode. As far as how I felt about these dudes, mm-hmm. you know, right? I, 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 out of the three guys, I feel like she, in my opinion, she picked the worst of the three dudes. Like I don't know. If, I agree. If, yeah, I don't know um, how other people feel about that, but I thought I thought Eric, like my my power ranking was Eric Peter. Uh, Brian, and then she ended up going with. Obviously, hers was <laughs> completely flipped around from mine because she went with Brian and sent Eric home right away. And uh, and then Eric showed up at the at the the tell all or whatever it is the the after the rose live with uh, just a tremendous beard. Absolutely love love the 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 beard he was rocking. I thought that was a good look for him. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I just er- er- Eric was was my favorite of the three. Sent. I mean. He, she picked Brian. Should the writing have been on the wall for us with Brian when she purchased him a forty thousand dollar watch? Like, should should that have been the? Uh... Yeah, that's a big hint. Yeah, that that probably should have been the giveaway, right? Was it really? Yeah, I don't that, know if that, it was. Uh... I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't want to say it was forty thousand dollars. Like, it seemed freaking expensive. It was. Yeah, more. It was. I guarantee it was at least five figures. That watch, though, is is what I'm saying, and I'm not sure. if... I assume the show was purchasing it for her, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's yep. just you don't just get a watch that I guarantee you was at least five figures for a guy you're just gonna send home in two weeks on the Bachelorette, right? Yep. Mm. Uh, I think that yeah, you're right. It's it's, it's the way it is. Yeah. Um, that was a big hint, but I just thought. I don't know. Peter was obviously wishy-washy. I think once Eric went, I knew that it was going to be Brian. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't get why she kept Peter over Eric. Yeah. Um. I, I, I can't understand it, but that's just me. I um. And, and, and here's why I thought that this was a not great season of the show was Rachel. Awesome. Yeah. She was a fine lead. The guys on this season oh, left yeah. a lot to be desired. Like. You, there's a reason why we don't know who the next bachelor is right now. Yeah. I've got some theories on that we can get to later, but there's a reason that we don't know who the next bachelor is right now is because in most seasons, there's a pretty obvious choice. Okay. The audience likes this guy. He didn't win. There's no Ben Higgins in this cast. No. You know, there's, there, there there's no obvious like, Oh yeah, that person can be the next bachelor. Like who on this cast are you excited to see in paradise other than perhaps Waboom? And that's just for comedy purposes. Yeah. Like, I, I suppose there, there are some Dean fans out there. And he, yes. seems like, he seems like a pretty decent guy. Uh, but it just it, it was not a season where there was like a, a cream of the crop level of dudes, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, and, and that, that to me hurt the quality of the season because there was no one that I was really pulling for and cared about whether or not they were going to be, uh, be there at the end or not. Um, and there was no Corinne-like character to make it interesting. Yeah, it's true. We were we were missing a Corinne-like character uh, this week. I mean, because I was able to actually watch a bit of it live, um, I was able to live tweet a little bit, and the consensus amongst the Bachelor fans, because I threw the idea out on Twitter of, 
I, th- I believe that we need to find a free agent and not pool from the like because Rachel's pool was just is just horrendous. Like it, it's 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 not good. So I, I don't know. We've got to either bring in a guy from the past who because they've already said I like the only guys I would like to see would be Dean or Peter, and I'm kind of out on Peter after last night's I, episode. I'm out on Peter after last night too. And here's my theory. I think that it it. Mm-hmm. Peter had a chance. I think ABC executives didn't want to name a bachelor last night because they wanted to see what the audience reaction was to what aired last night before they made that guy the bachelor. That's a very I, good theory. I think they wanted to gauge, okay, how do people feel about this guy after mm-hmm. it went south with Rachel? They may not like him. They, they, they may still. We'll see. I think the answer they're going to get is generally, no, screw this guy. He shouldn't be the bachelor. Yeah. And we'll see what they do. But I've got a th- theory that I, I heard an ABC executive on uh, the Ringers podcast with Juliet Littman, which is which mm-hmm. is tremendous. Yes, talking shout about, out to them. Yeah, they're great. And talking about the idea, just joking, of what about Ben Higgins returning and being The Bachelor? Yeah, they got his because number. <laughs> he, he and Lauren are no longer together. And if, if there's another Ben Higgins Bachelor season in the cards, sign me up. Yeah, I'm I- in. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, who doesn't love white toast? Uh, ben Higgins is a lovely man. Yeah, um, yeah, because the, the consensus seemed to be Peter and Dean, and Twitter, I think, really turned on Peter. I mean, I'm out on Peter. You seem to be out on Peter. So it felt like uh, Bachelor, Bachelor, and Bachelorette Twitter was out on Peter after last night's episode. They've already said it's not going to be Dean. So if it's not going to be Dean and it's not going to be Peter, I just I think we we got to go get a free agent, right? Or we got to yeah, find someone gotta, like you know, go to the wayback machine. Yeah, exactly. Because like maybe either Ben Higgins, you, you can talk Ben Higgins into coming back, or two years ago, or like or for the last Bachelor, they they went and they got Nick Vial because JoJo's guys weren't that great either. Like there was originally going to be Luke, and then they pulled the old uh, switcheroo on on Luke and said, you know what, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with Nick. And even before that, they went to switcheroo because it was originally going to be uh, Kayla, wasn't it, before it was JoJo? And then everybody just loved yep. JoJo so much that they went to the switch. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, yeah, I, th- I think, I think their, their plan from where I'm sitting is to go after a free agent. And I could not agree more is to just you know, get, go back to basics and find a new guy. Like the, the the feeder system is fun, and hopefully we can get back to the feeder system. But I just I this yeah Rachel's pool. I don't like I I don't have much. I just to draw like the on, idea but... of when those women get out of the limo. Yeah, they already know a little something about the guy at the drive in the driveway. You know what True. I mean? True. Yeah, that is good. Cause when like when they they all that's what th- that's the best thing is about the feeder system. Yeah, because when they drive up and they're like, oh, remember when he did that? Oh, he's so sweet. Yep. Woo! They're all like just drunk on champagne and stuff. It's it's yeah, great great stuff that 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 would miss. But you know what? We we that that's a small price to pay, I think, to get a a worthy bachelor for the next for the next season. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have much else to say. Do you have? I, I mean, I guess we should talk about the Peter. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, How? Here's the thing, and, and, and there, this cuts two ways. Mm-hmm. First, Peter is skeptical about getting engaged after knowing Rachel for six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very reasonable thing for you to say, Peter. Absolutely. That is a smart, calm, and reasonable way to analyze your life situation. Absolutely. However, you forego 
your right to analyze a situation like that when you sign up to be on a television program on which people get engaged after they've known each other for six weeks. You signed up. You knew the goddamn deal here. Mm -hmm. You knew what it was. You wanted to be on the show anyway. And then you get all cold feety at the end. And you're like, look, cold feet is fine. And, and, And probably it was the right decision for him to not go ahead with this thing. That's okay. But don't hate the the game in this case hate the player the game yeah. everyone knew what the game was before it started everyone knows the game is you hang out with rachel for a few weeks you see if you're the last person left and if it goes well you get engaged everyone knew what that was peter knew what that was when he put in a demo his audition whatever it happened to be or got recruited whatever it was and he knew it was that when they started the show on the first night and they got out of the limo he knew it was that on the first one-on-one date he knew it was that as they, the numbers dwindled and dwindled and dwindled he always knew that was what it was going to be so he was playing this whole like well I didn't know it was going to be like this type of he didn't say those exact words but mm-hmm. that was the implication and no uh, no he sucks for doing that yeah I, I couldn't agree more and like just I mean did that feel like a real breakup type conversation to you when it was happening him and Rachel yeah a little bit yeah. Like it, 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 well, I don't know. It was obviously a different breakup conversation than normal, but it felt mm-hmm. as though that was that, that both parties understood that was the situation, that what was going on. Yeah, I, I just the conversation. It went on a little bit longer than I think they they needed it to. But hell, you got to fill a three hour show, I guess. But uh, man, like man, they were talking in circles for a while. It's what I would imagine most breakups would kind of look like if you were to record it and just two people who like fundamentally disagree on one thing and can't come to a consensus and it's like well you know this is it is what it is right and and now they're walking away it just happened to be with uh two people left and how did you feel about uh, like just in general how did how do you feel about the way this was done with peter breaking up right before the limo you know the, the the limo reveal where you get to see because we missed out this year on the like you know oh who steps out of the limo first right like, like yeah where they, yeah yeah I, that's true that and it's obviously you just get to see the shoes and you try to make sure they're wearing like similar color pants if it's yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we missed that shot but I don't know it's it was a different ending than what we're used to so that's okay yeah um yeah it, it just wasn't a good season of this show I mean Ra- Rachel Rachel was tremendous I wish I wish we spent a little bit more time with her even though she was the 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 main girl on this show but I just yeah, just not a good season. Just not a good season of The Bachelorette. JoJo's was, was, was a. She had a bit better guys, even though the, the even though hers was technically over. The second Jordan Rogers stepped out of the limo, right? So, uh, I, uh, yeah, not a great season. Anything, no. anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I, I wish that I had more to say, but yeah. uh, it was uh, the, the season. I guess the highlight. I don't even know if highlight is the right word. The most memorable moment was pre- pretty clearly the visit with Dean's dad. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, that'll be an all-time. I mean, they got, in, in what was a bad season of television, they got an all-time moment, though, with the with the home Dean's hometown date. Yeah. Like, that'll be remembered for years to come. The ultimate not good hometown date. And, yeah. you know, there are a couple other memorable things that happened. Like, obviously, Lee was one of the bigger supervillains in the history of this particular show. Mm-hmm. Did you watch? Did you watch the, any of the tell-all? The men tell-all. I tell-all? did. I did. What did you feel about the 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 Lee stuff? Um, I thought that Rachel really took it to him. Now I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, I thought that uh, Lee got off relatively easy. He could have. It could have been way worse for him. I I I agree. I thought I thought he. 
I don't know. It just everything. It, it seemed very fake to me. Everything everything he did, I just wasn't wasn't buying or I wasn't picking up what he was putting down or buying anything that went on. But with him, but you know, he, he I guess he managed to come off looking the best he did all season on the on the tell all right. But that was just really strange that they were trying to do this weird like sociological experiment on on the the men tell all on the Bachelorette. Really strange. Um, before we close the book on the Rachel Lindsay season of The Bachelorette, um, should we talk about Paradise? Yeah, sure. Oh, good Lord. That was another thing about the men tell-all. I couldn't believe that they had DeMario sitting there in the audience and didn't at least mention it or ask him one question about, like, hey, what the hell happened down there? Like, did, this... I'm going to guess that... Yeah. If any producer even suggested that, there mm-hmm. were ABC lawyers sitting there ready to kibosh the entire audience. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. It just felt like a disservice to us, the audience, right? That they don't Sure, at least... absolutely. Yeah. I'm just saying, and, and I wish there were questions about it too. I'm just saying that at some point there had to have been some ABC lawyer that said, you will not talk about this, actually, no mm-hmm. matter what. On but In a situation where I, obviously they can edit that show like it's not live, mm-hmm. but you will not talk about this because – any discussion about this could hypothetically because there's going to be tapes they could be subpoenaed mm-hmm. any discussion about this with a bunch of dudes around live mics some of those some of those dudes are actually in paradise all this stuff is it, it can do nothing but hurt us because they must feel pretty good about their case right now i would think otherwise they wouldn't have started reshooting the show so it's going to do nothing but hurt us so let's just not talk about it at yeah. least not with cameras rolling that's that's my theory obviously i don't know for sure but I, I think that makes sense no i think that's a pretty sound theory is that they just want to keep things close to the vest but it's just weird that apparently we're going to get to see more or less what happened right they like the first episode i guarantee of uh, uh yeah we're, we're obviously not going to see all the in no. uh you know at some point we're they're going to try to give us the gist though right yeah we're going to have an idea of some of the context yes and i'm surprised by that but at the, at the same time, if you're ABC and you figure, you know what, we've got nothing to hide here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put it on TV. Everyone signed their release waivers. Yeah. You know. So, a couple of the highlights from the preview. I think we the twins are back. That ought to be interesting. Good to see. Good to see the twins back. Uh, we will be getting some Corinne footage, which we, you know, previously mentioned. I'm excited about that, but uh, you know, I, I know that we don't get to and the fact that Corinne doesn't get to be on the show. Yeah, uh, uh, but we'll see some Corinne, and I, I, I miss Corinne, and I think Corinne is is, is, is lovely, but obviously she's the... she's basically Icarus, right? She just flew true cl- like too close to the sun, but instead of wax wings, it was champagne and vodka i'm guessing uh, right like... I, I i i don't know it's uh, it's a mess and yeah. i uh i just i just wish that, that that we could have more korean in our televisions and yeah. i don't know what happened there in mexico obviously and mm. uh obviously the people who do have, have seen the tapes that we were just talking about so mm-hmm. i uh I just uh, I, I hope for the best for all parties, but I I do want to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Uh, I am excited to have Raven back in my life. I'll say that. I think everyone should be excited to have Raven back in their life because yeah. Raven is awesome. Yeah, very excited, very excited for Raven. Uh, number one hookup that you want to see in happen in uh, in uh, paradise. Man. I would have said Corinne at anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could still happen, Craig. I suppose. Um, 
What if that's a big? What if that's a thing that they did where they've just kept it so close to the vest that like Corinne has to leave, but then three episodes later or something, she gets to come back. <laughs> like, I know it probably won't happen. It's like but... some sort of like WWE Ex- style loser leaves town situation. Exactly. Like, the guy doesn't leave town. Exactly. Uh... Oh man, I don't know. I mean, we. I really like I, me personally. I needed Corinne because my girl Ashley I is no longer in paradise, right? So. Yeah. That's that's a that's a down one for me. I'll tell you my favorite. The, the hookup I want the most. I want Dean and Russian Christina to hook up in in Paradise. That's my that's my number one. I hope this happens. And if it starts to happen, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh! <laughs> like just that'll 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 be my big one. Other than that, and I want Raven to find someone because she's uh, just a lovely girl. Just a lovely girl. I just want to see her happy. Yeah, I, I want to see her happy too. We'll yeah. see. It should be, it's it's going to be an entertaining watch. No way around that. Uh, prediction: When it's all said and done, uh, the next Bachelor f- from Raven or from Rachel's group or free agent? None of the above. Ben no. Higgins. Ben Higgins. All right, I like it. I like the I like the off brand. All right. With that said, Craig Needles, we'll get out of here and uh, we'll talk to you. Man, we got a lot of stuff coming up with you. We're going to be doing the. Uh, NFL over unders next week. Oh God, yes. are you excited for that? <clears throat> there are yes, some good I'm ones I like. Excited. There are some good yeah, ones I like. I, I've looked at a couple too. When yeah. we do that podcast, I try not to look at the numbers too specifically. Like I obviously know the teams' rosters and schedules, but I try not yeah. to look at the numbers. I like to be surprised, but uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back next week with that, and then it we're not too. We're like what three four Sundays away from uh, football starting, so we're gonna get you and Bill back in every week doing our our weekly you know, over unders and spread picks and whatnot. It's going to be, it's going to be excellent. It'll be great. I'm just, all right. Football's back, baby. (laughs) It's almost Uh back. So, all right. So with that, we're going to end the bachelorette talk, close the book on the Rachel Lindsay season. And we are going to throw to the guys to talk about a rather epic episode of game of Thrones. So take it away guys. I mean, I don't even know if he's dead or not. Anyway, back to you guys. And <laughs> so we're flipping over here for the uh, Game of Thrones podcast. And uh, joining me today are Kevin Miller and Kyle Brown. How's it going, you guys? Not too bad. All right. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Absolutely, absolutely. That was the, the, the mantra for the, uh, the Dothraki as they screamed charging valiantly we've been waiting for it for years the dothraki to cut it loose we i think we were talking about it last week on the podcast where it's like holy hell like somebody on daenerys side just take charge here and and just just get it done like this is ridiculous what's what's going on and and they, they finally got it done in one of the most gloriously fan servicey <laughs> fan service heavy episodes of all time just scene after scene of just everybody like just the fans getting what they want finally i think it was just like like a little short yeah, on I, plot but not short on on just i thought squeals. i had my vip for the week all lined up now i don't know anymore <laughs> <laughs> then the last 20 minutes happened yeah i mean I, I mean, let's just get right into the to the, to the last. We'll, we'll talk about what what else went on in in the episode uh, as well. But I mean, let's get into the to the 
I mean, I've watched that sequence, I think, four times. That Just that end fight sequence. I, I pretty much... Like, basically, normally when I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'm kind of, like... I, I'd say I'm, like, 80% watching it, and then 20%, like, I'll, I'll kind of pause it and take notes just so I can, you know, have, like, something to draw off of for this podcast so I, I don't forget scenes or, 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 or whatnot. But the, the, the second Braun and Jamie were standing there, and then all of a sudden Braun goes... Hold on, shut up. Do you hear that? And you could clearly hear like it was, that it was a Dothraki horde coming from, from yeah, yeah. It's, far it's away. Braun and uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm, and he looks at his glass of water rippling. Yeah, and... and <laughs> oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was just like, all right, I'm putting the pen down, I'm closing the book, and I am just watching this last 15 minutes, and it was spectacular. Mm. At, at, like, just... Absolutely, like my, my favorite bit. Like I, I don't, I don't even know where to start. My favorite, my favorite bit was probably like the Dothraki just coming in screaming, and then when their front line guys like jumped up on their horses and started firing arrows and stuff. Oh yeah, just, that was rad. Oh, I, my favorite part was when they shit their pants when the dragon came out of the, yeah. the clouds because they're like, all right, Dothraki and and uh, Bronze like we're gonna get the, our shit kicked out of us. You gotta yeah, go. Yeah. And Shield he's like, no, no, it's a, it's all good. And you know they're like, okay, we can hold this. Like this, this is doable. And then the dragon comes out, and you see their faces, and you're just like, oh. yeah. And they timed it perfectly so that when the Dothraki are like a hundred yards away, is when like the dragon swoops in, so they can get past that front line immediately, <laughs> just break their ranks. Oh, it was just so brilliant. I mean, I have a couple of beefs with what I thought was like just a great sequence. I think my biggest beef with the sequence was we only lost a bunch of red shirts, right? No one with a name. Like, not even Big Dick on died, right? Like, like, that, like who my was... biggest beef is that I, that Braun didn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially yeah, like Braun. I think as much as we love that guy, even though I'm kind of turned on him because he's clearly on the Lannister side and fuck those guys. But yeah. for him to get like that, have that scene where it says, you know, Jamie throws him the giant bag of gold. And then goes, you know, like, oh, why don't I take High Garden or whatever? Like, like I'll take the High Garden castle. And James like, oh, you don't want that castle. And then Bronn's like charging it. At, at, like later on in the fight, he's charging at one of the Dothraki guys. One of the Dothraki guys takes out his horse, and Bronn hits the ground. And when he hits the ground, the giant bag of gold hits the ground and spills everywhere. Right. And then Bronn's kind the moment of do I? <laughs> yeah, and Bronn, well, no, he just kind of looks at the gold. I don't even think it was do I. He just looks at the gold and goes, "I am about to get killed because of that giant bag of gold, right?" And oh, I, no, I, I took it very much as hesitation. Like, do I run for my life or do I try to get this gold back? Yeah, like I, I just—it's like, it's like one second of hesitation, but it's enough to make you think, oh, you know. Yeah, he's, but he's a greedy sellsword, but also he's you know smart enough to have lived this long. That's true, but I mean, I just I took it as as he was looking at it because he's like in the middle of this just. Like, Dothraki guys are slicing everything up, and there's dragon running around burning shit, and he dropped his bag of gold, and he's just like, fuck beans, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that giant bag of gold, right? Like, and then, I don't know, yeah, but for Braun to not, of all people, to like, because, I mean, Randall Tarly didn't die, Big Dick on didn't die, and Jamie obviously didn't die, because it's not his time yet, I didn't think, I, I I mean, there was maybe half a second in there where I thought Jamie was going to die, but but not really. But it, by all accounts, it looked like Braun was going to go. But for no one, 
For us to have a big action sequence like that in Game of Thrones and for no one with a name and we just lose a bunch of red shirts, eh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I felt like it, it was a little, I felt like we were robbed of a little something there. Just one, it, just one of the name guys and it felt like it, it, it should have been Braun. But I guess they needed Braun to save Jamie at the end because... It's I'm I like I watched that sequence a bunch of times I couldn't tell if it was exactly Braun who who tackled Jamie into the water but I'm pretty sure it was him or at least Braun's stunt double who who managed to uh, to <laughs> yeah, to yeah. save Jamie. The, the water the water that went from like foot deep to ocean deep in like two feet. Yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I didn't, yeah. That that was a little little strange. I didn't I didn't. Yeah. I. That was a little weird. The other thing that pissed me off, and this was just aesthetically, was of this fight was Daenerys' just refusal to change her her attack strategy, even after Braun buzzed her ear with a freaking like 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 he, like he absolutely like just buzzed her ear with a giant spear out of a giant like ballista. And Daenerys doesn't go to the dragon. Okay, zigzag, like like go in a zigzag pattern, like fly in there and then get close and we'll destroy that thing. It's no, let's move around twenty feet and then go straight at it again and get ourselves shot. And it was like, what I, are I you briefly doing? thought the same, Matt. But have you ever seen any bird other than a hummingbird zigzag? I, <laughs> I don't think it's a thing you can do in flight. I guess I don't know. Maybe just. I don't know. Maybe you just pull the the brain strategy for picking in the brain and just kind of spiral there in the air where you get like a nice side to side glide and then bring it, you know, bring it in. But I don't know. It was uh, why even engage it at all? Yeah, stay out out of range and just let the Dothraki murder him. Yeah, exactly. It's, even the... it, it, it it's it's a scene where it shows how green she is at combat. She's never been in combat before. She mm-hmm. doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can kind of be apologist about that for a few different reasons. One is the how do you zigzag on a dragon. The other is she doesn't know battle strategy super well. And the third is, I mean, maybe she flew at it with, the, you know, explicit instructions of now I know where it came from and I can see when he's shooting it and I can dodge it. Because it's still going to be from a few hundred yards away before the dragon can take it out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, just look at what happened immediately after that. She landed the dragon and tried to take the spear out. Yeah, like, and she landed hey. it in the, in the middle of of the the like everything getting killed. It wasn't like, hey, let's go off to that, you know, that hill where where the Dothraki like I guess blood the blood riders or or, or the other calls or whatever they happen to be and, are yeah, sta- and Tyrion are standing at the top of the hill. She's like, no, let's sit down here. Now I understand the dragon was was hurt and was like, maybe I got to stop here. But I would have been like, no, big fella, come on, let's you know get a little safer spot here. You can yeah. do it. Uh, I'm pretty sure their backs were to mountains anyway, right? Weren't they? Something like that, yeah. Or at least large hills. Like, you could land on those. Like, it's just... It shows her ineptitude in battle. Mm -hmm. And that she's not the greatest strategist. And, like, who's the general right now of their army? I don't know. Like, I I mean, they need... It's Randall Tarly. It's Randall Tarly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of the the Lannisters, but who's... Who's, uh... Daenerys's general is Tyrion, who we're not yeah, sure if we're he's supposed to assume it's Tyrion who... or that nameless Dothraki dude. Yeah, like Tyrion, who might be a mole for God's sake. Like, like a lot of the evidence is is pointing to him just being terrible. Like he's rooting for Jaime to live, and 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 was like had the brilliant plan of like, hey, let's split our giant army into three smaller armies and, and get them all pretty much killed, right, to take over this this 
this meaningless castle in in Westeros. And I just also like yep. throw it that we were robbed of a scene of trying to watch Tyrion either riding like broke back on a horse across the countryside or on a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> we missed that scene, I noticed. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we got to take everything on faith now because, I mean, there were people who definitely were talking about how... Um, I mean, I, I just kind of put it out of my mind in Game of Thrones now, the... the the way the, the teleportation magic that everyone has yeah the kind of teleportation magic that everyone has and also just like because i mean the big one for this one is the lannisters went from high garden to what was it it was it's they seemingly went from high garden to king's landing back to high garden and the dothraki horde like just traveled over you know from oh, dra- from yeah from I, dragonstone I to high garden without the, they were at high garden like in the reach and they were coming to like the the trident or something like that mm-hmm. yeah, they were they were them. in the reach but immediately he was like okay the gold's there yeah like, that was oh, that yeah that... right like that was and the I mean, line right no, no, no. I know they, people, they, the I gold know wasn't are... really there because uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Gaddis, as the as the Iron Banker, it was like you know when the gold arrives, of course. Yeah. That was yeah. yeah that was the scene. Before, like yeah, though. you definitely have all the money for now. Yeah. My, <laughs> we'll see I, when it gets here. I don't have a problem with that. As a avid watcher of anime, there was an entire episode of Naruto where they literally <laughs> making the Naruto references. Walking. They literally, the start of the episode, they're in the forest, they're going to another village, the whole episode, nothing happens, and they just run through the trees, trying to get to this other village. I'm just like, for God's sakes, like, this is not something we Actually, for some reason, it's completely not Yeah, it's because it was so bad, it it was so bad, like, it opened, like, it opened. The season opened with like something crazy awesome, and then the next four episodes were nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I'd, I was gonna say that's like much, episode ten of Shippuden. <laughs> yeah, and I'd I'd much rather have teleportation magic, where just like you understand that hey, it probably took them a little while to get here, but now they're here, and let's see the cool stuff. And like we've seen enough of people riding and quipping and monologuing together. Like that's that's a great part of Game of Thrones, but we're. Mm-hmm. We are in an area where shit needs to happen. Yeah. Because we only have a few episodes left, and we still haven't seen any goddamn White Walkers. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree, because, like, the first couple episodes was Daenerys' side taking hit after hit. And, like, you know, the the second episode ends with, you know, the, the Greyjoys getting gutted by Euron. The third episode <laughs> ends with like, oh, we took Castle of the Rock, but who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, and, and now now and, they're stuck over in Castle of the Rock with no way to communicate and no one to come get them. Yeah, this definitely had to happen episode four or something similar. Like, they needed a win. They're, they're, they're that 0-3 team that has a bunch of pieces that you know they're supposed to be good and they just need that win so they're going fourth down, they're going for it. And they, they took it. It's yeah. very much like, I, I'm going to try to make a guess here, but Matt can corroborate or not. It's that fantasy draft that makes sense on paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, exactly. then someone gets injured and then you're fucked. Exactly, yeah. It's when you go superstars and scrubs, and then one of your stars gets <laughs> injured and you're like, ah, crap. <laughs> I think my biggest problem with the battle was they were burning all the supplies. Yeah. 
Which the, the whole the whole reason why she was pissed is because they lost the supplies. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like she, the first thing she does is rips through the the front line, which you know makes sense. And then like the next three things she does is burn all the wagons with all the stuff in it. Like why? <laughs> what is what's the tactical advantage and, to destroying all the supplies that you want to take after? Considering you win? the episode was also called the Spoils of War. The spoils of War. Too, right? yeah. Like Daenerys is like, I don't care for such things, right? She just starts burning everything. It's just basically the Joker in that one scene. Just everything burns. Right? Like, just like, <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to a scene at the beginning of the next episode where it's like you know the Dothraki looting this like burning wreckage and it's just like here's a giant like slag of molten gold i guess we'll drag that back it's just like this, <laughs> this like you know re-solidified puddle of gold with dirt and sticks all over it uh, <laughs> go- yeah i just i can't believe they didn't even kill big dick on like what is going on with this show i mean like i don't know it's just for for everything we've seen in this show like like children being burnt Oberyn gets his head caved in. People, Olena poisoned last episode. Big Dickon survives the dragon attack. Like what the no, no, fuck? Here's Game of Thrones. Why. Here's why, and it's yeah. for cinematic parallels. That's the only reason why we get this scene where Big Dickon, the guy who we are taught to understand, is basically meaningless, and despite the fact that he has a name and is kind of a lordling, mm-hmm. uh, is basically irrelevant, and we can easily discount him. Saves Jamie Lannister, much the same way as Podrick Payne saved Tyrion Lannister at the end of season two. Yeah, I didn't care for that's, that. That's all it is. It's one of these moments where it's like, you know, hey, you better you better fucking remember my name from now on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. That was pretty funny when he was front when Jamie was fronting like he didn't remember that his name was Dickon because it's the stupidest fucking name in in a universe of stupid fucking names, right? He's I just like he forgets it again. Exactly. Almost see him like kind of like nudging Brom with his elbow, like huh? Yeah, set him up <laughs> for that, and he fell for it. Is. is that yeah? It was almost like Jamie was giving him a chance to just like he goes Rick on his name. Yeah, he's like this is your. It's like dude, this is the second opportunity I've given you to change your name, and then he goes no. Dick on, and it's like you are just a giant <laughs> idiot. Right? Just like, no, this guy's not going to tell me I'm wrong, and I'm definitely going to get his name wrong every mm-hmm. time, <laughs> just oh. to piss him off. I know what his name is. I don't give a shit. Big, big I actually really Dickon. like the Dick on character. He big Dick on. You like big he, Dick on? Oh yeah, I love love me some big Dick on. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that he's, he's, not he's a that guy. Fan. He's that guy who is good at everything he does, but he just doesn't care and doesn't want to be there. He's He's really good. He's like, he's a, the perfect son that his dad wants to be. There's actually a character in uh, Friday Night Lights who's exactly like this, and it's just like, he does all this stuff and he's so good and he just doesn't understand why he's there or what's going on. He's just kind of like, this is what I do and that's what I'm told to do. That's and I actually that's... enjoyed the the little scene between him and. Uh, Jamie, where he's like, "How was the battle?" And he's like, "It was glorious," because that's the pre-programmed response. Yeah. Well, and then that's why I, I kind of like him too, because you can see how he's Randall Tarly's son, but you can also see how he's Sam's brother. Yes. Good Absolutely. Like, kind of like he kind of feels like, well, I'm I kind of have the personality of Sam, but I'm better trained and better muscle, more and capable. Kind of fat. Yeah. And I now have to be the old, like the the you know obviously Sam didn't work out. Now I have to be the heir to this family, and 
doesn't much care for it necessarily and isn't super great at it and kind of has that nervousness to him mm-hmm. but is also yeah. has the capability to actually do it and we get that when he saves jamie's life i kind of like that yeah no i enjoy the character now when jamie decided to charge at daenerys was he charging at daenerys because he felt like if he killed her there he would end the war or because he was jealous that he was no longer the prettiest blonde in all of westeros <laughs> Uh, I think he was charging her because <laughs> the <he> former. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think he was charging her because he knew that there was no getting out of that, and he might as well just do the most damage he can. Yeah. I'm waiting for the scene. Uh, the scene next episode where she says she her name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be up there. I mean. I did like that Tyrion was on the hill, like, watching, like, no, you idiot, don't do it, she's got a fucking dragon, what are you doing? Even if you succeed, you die! Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, I still think, I'm worried about, like, I, I got my eye on Tyrion, I, I, I think, I think we've been, he's been playing us for fools this whole time, the audience, I think he's a mole. I see hoping for a moment a where, like, Bronn and Tyrion see each other from across the battlefield, yeah. and just recognize that the other one is there. <laughs> yeah. What? And I, that's the moment that Bronn like winds his eyes slightly and just like finds a horse and we never see him again. <laughs> yeah, just takes off. Yeah. Bye. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Jimmy Lannister's not dead. Um, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see how they spin the web of, like, <laughs> like like KB said that 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 one foot puddle apparently got you know deep really quickly all of a sudden <laughs> that. That 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 lake, uh, you know, that didn't exist when the Dothraki were were charging over this giant open field, but all of a sudden there was, you know, a lake there that apparently people were able to sink <laughs> he very hit, deep he hit into. That deep spot. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's right. A, it's supposed to be a massive deep river, but I mean, they were definitely standing in it before that. <laughs> yeah, it, it whatever. We're we gotta suspend our disbelief a little bit on that one, oh, but yeah, I, I just, I I'm really in, yeah, I'm interested to see how they spin the web of Jamie got tackled by Braun into the water, sank, the two of them sank a little bit, and like, I mean, yeah, they, they're sinking right now, but eventually they've got to come up, and there's still a Dothraki horde and a dragon there, right? Like, I'm like, I don't know, are they, I hope they don't do, like, some sort of, they wash up on, like, a different shore, and they're like, yeah. They, they, yeah. The next like, episode starts with them, like, you know, 100 miles downstream, like, yeah. I didn't breathe until now. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. They, they wash up at River Run, they're like, huh. That was a crazy battle. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's what I'm kind of hoping for, is, like, they wash up, like, hey, you know, you're in Tully's face now. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. they, they bump into Lady Stoneheart. Uh-oh! I think you can safely but... say that that's not going to happen. No, it's too well, deep. Here's, here's my yeah. prediction. Uh, uh, Brotherhood Without Borders. Uh, the Hound. <laughs> oh, they're headed toward... They're, next time we see them will be Beric Dondarrion and the Flame... Like, they're going to be taking on White Walkers. And then, like, next, oh, yeah. yeah, next time we see them, they're taking on White Walkers. Because remember in the opening thing, there was the, the Beric Dondarrion with the Flaming Sword and, and like, a bunch of the White yeah, Walkers no, coming I, after him? for sure. But what I'm saying is, the next time we see Jamie and Braun, I don't think they're going to be mid-Dothraki. Yeah. They did that already, and they're not going to be captured. Um, I, I also don't think that it's going to be like, well, we were, you know, lost for a long time, and 
you know, seriously thought we were dead because there was this huge attack and we never came back, but here we are in King's Landing again, safe as houses. I think it's going to be, they're going to run into someone between then. But my best guess is is Brotherhood Without Borders and The Hound. Well, the next episode is called East Watch, and that's where they said that White Walkers went across. It's a Night's King. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well... In the description, it says Bran is a vision of the Night King's army, which probably means Bran's going to see the Brotherhood without borders trying to fend them off and failing. Because I don't, I don't think there is any Night's Watch at the East Watch. I don't remember which ones they're actually at. I think I... John posted some there after Hardhome because Hardhome's on the same coast. Miller, I I wasn't. You brought up Bran, KB. Um, You weren't on last week's pod, Miller. Let me let me get your opinion on this. How do you feel about Vag Bran? (laughs) About Vag Bran or like ascetic monk Bran? Yeah, I'm calling (laughs) him Vag Bran. I'm no longer tied to my worldly body or goods. I have become ascended. I am one with the Force, etc. How do I feel about Vag Bran? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I feel like Vague Bran would be well served to remember that he's still Bran and that he owes some allegiances to people who could use his insight. But also, I feel like he might be too detached from the world at this point. I don't know how that happened that quickly, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 out of nowhere. I don't like. I'll be. I'll come out and say it. I don't like Vague Bran whatsoever. Hence, why I, I, I I've given like him the it. name Vague Bran. I just. Just say anything useful, man. Like, like, just, like, just one goddamn thing that's useful. Like, there was that. There was... I think he's got to be careful what he tells to who, because you know, Littlefinger's in there trying to get his claws into that information, and that yeah. little jab he threw at. Uh, chaos at is a ladder. The, yeah. the chaos ladder. That's that the most meaningful only, thing he, he only, said. Like, yeah, he only said to Varys, and then you see Littlefinger shit his pants and leave the room. Yeah. That, this is why I don't mind Vague Bran, because we've had these characters who have had these harrowing journeys, and I mean, say what you will about Sansa, she's grown a lot, etc., etc., but I'm looking forward to a one-on-one... I think Sansa has the biggest turnaround of any character ever. No, no, this, for yeah. sure, but he hasn't, she hasn't become a, a faceless assassin or the three-eyed crow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, she doesn't have supernatural powers. No, yeah, that's why I think her journey is... Like, is... I'm, I'm, in, I'm looking forward to a... a, a a one-on-one scene with Bran and Arya. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I think that's why Sarah. Like, I, I gotta agree with KB that I think I think Sansa has, against all odds, become the most relatable character. Of, no, no, of, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm not starts. arguing that, but uh, because Bran has reached this level of Nirvana almost, yeah, and, you know, he sees all and knows all. I'm I'm interested to see him get the truth out of Arya, whether she wants him to or not. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was. I don't know if any of you guys saw that Fallout brand meme. Did you guys catch that one? No. It was pretty funny, but you, well, obviously you know how when you play Fallout, you get the. the oh spot. no! I think I did see it. Yeah, yeah, you get the choices, and it was Fallout brand and fall, Fallout brand, like whichever brilliant person on the internet came up with it. But it was Fallout brand, and it was like choice one, you know, tell Sansa John is a Targaryen. Two, tell you know, or B, tell him Littlefinger helped kill our father. C, say literally anything use else that's useful. Or yeah, D, yeah. remind Sansa of the night she was horrifically raped by by her her husband or whatever. It was just like, just 
tell us, tell, tell somebody anything. Like, it's just, we've been waiting. <laughs> we'll like, talk, okay? yeah, it's like, dude, like, just, just say something. Like, that can, like, the chaos is a ladder moment that you mentioned was, was, was nice. But even, like, Mir- like, like, the scene with Mira, where, where, like, Mira, like, basically, uh, he's like, thank you, goodbye. And she's like, that's it? I've been dragging your ass all around this world, and my brother died for you, and I get a thank you. She's like, I had to cripple your other leg. Like, I like, I had to cripple the rest of you. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, and then she yeah, just I, I, pieces. Right. Brian is definitely everything that prophetic that he's saying so far. He's either saying to yeah. be an asshole. Yeah, I don't like or, asshole Brian. Or, or to unnerve and alienate people. Like, yeah. I feel like he isn't quite given up on the material world at this point and is still trying to alienate anyone who has a has an earthly attachment to him. Yeah. Which it, is why I, find he'll, I, I think he'll find an interesting struggle in Arya, yeah. who decided against a lot, which I, which I like that scene when he's like, oh, you came here from mm-hmm. the crossroads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, it's just. Um, do you think Mira? He had some really, he had some really good lines in this this episode. It was where... better than his first appearance. Where, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, KB. It was better than his first appearance, yeah, where he was he, like, "Hey, remember that he time you were raped the on list, the thread rave?" And throws out the shade to Littlefinger. Yeah. I always feel like Littlefinger can, you know, he hasn't been fed any shade since like season three when he last interacted with Varys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to you know check him a little bit. Yeah, he yeah he got taken down a peg with that well, one. He, he hasn't really interacted with anyone on his um, level thinking level yeah. since then. That's I, what I'm saying. He's... Like he he gets the occasional like you know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell Sansa to do this thing, and she's gonna tell me no. Like yeah. that's basically it. Yeah, and there was a scene where Sansa met him in that one place, and she was like, "If I tell Lady Brienne to kill you right now, what the hell would you do?" And yeah. he's he's just like basically uh, nothing. I, I yeah. guess I would die. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Mira leaving, do you think Howland Reed becomes a character in the show, Miller? Here's open. Yeah, uh, one of the uh, one of the few people that can can confirm like. One of the few people I believe in the universe that can confirm John's parentage without the benefit of quote unquote visions. This is what I'm saying. Here's yeah. one of the many reasons I would like Helen Reed to become a character on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he can confirm the tar- he can confirm John's parentage if you know he was there and Ned let it slip at least to him because I don't think he would have went inside. Certainly, it's not in the book. Um. But he can confirm the events that happened there, which might at least make Bran talk about it. Um, he's another, you know, badass old man that we could potentially have on the Stark side. And yeah, the, the Reeds aren't need... currently under under the Stark banner. I would like to them to shore up their forces a bit more. You're gonna need someone to yeah corroborate Bran uh, Bran's story of hey, this is exactly what happened, and then he'll be like. Uh, how did you know that? There's only one living person in the world who knows that, and yeah. that's me. I, I think it was this week's episode too, where like Davos was talking to John. He's like, "Huh? Huh? What do you think of her?" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> da- Davos has quickly become the pervy uncle. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for oh, that. Yet. I like Davos a lot. That's yeah. not fair. Oh, he's great. Um. I Keep... just love it. It was like, you know, we're going to spend three minutes or four minutes. I think it was the the previous week's episode. We're going to spend like four minutes, like, getting through all Daenerys' titles. He's like, oh, this is uh, Jon Snow. 
King of the North. Yeah. King of the North. <laughs> yeah. I like guess. we don't like we don't brag up in the North, you know. We don't brag about every I feel little like I thing. Have more, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like we don't brag about everything, you know. Like eater of breakfast probably shouldn't be a title. Uh, a <laughs> couple things in keeping with with your your theory that season seven has been, uh, or this is Miller's theory that season seven has basically begun. Hey, remember what happened in season one? You know, uh, <laughs> one was the Valerian dagger. Uh, makes an appearance and is Do you now. Remember? Yeah, is is now <laughs> in uh... the episode that had the flashback. And I'm like, wow, that is what Brand looked like, isn't it? Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Was in puberty. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Bran gives Arya the dagger. It's now in Arya's possession. And the other one was the Arya coming to Winterfell and the Jay and Silent Bob guards basically not believing that she was Arya, which again happened in season one. But Arya's dialogue was much different, whereas. And two, at least this time, they didn't yeah. call her boy. <laughs> yeah, and in season one, they were like, get out of here, boy, and you're not... And she's like, I'm Arya Stark, I'm gonna tell my dad on you, was I, basically... I yeah. hand of the king. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll tell my dad on you, and in this one, she's basically like, either let me pass, or it's not gonna be pretty for you two gentlemen, <laughs> right? Like, it was just like, which, which, great which stuff. We, we say that, like, yes, that is very much the theme of this season, and mm-hmm. I imagine probably the rest of the show until it ends, but... yeah. Uh, my favorite scene um, is the spar scene between Brienne and Arya. <laughs> All right, which which I'm gonna ask you. Um, obviously, the Dothraki war, warring with the Lannisters, and the dragon burning everything. It was was fan servicey moment number one in this number episode. One. Well, that's what no. I mean, it came sequentially afterwards. But I'm like, here's my badass of the week. Yeah, and it's. It's probably Arya, but Brienne was pretty awesome in that, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying. So this was, I think, we'll debate about whether or not it was the second or third most fan servicey moment. I think it's number two. But, yeah, Arya sparring with Brienne. Just pure fan servicey joy. Like, no reason for any of it, really. I mean, maybe just to let... Um, Arya, or not Arya, Sansa and Littlefinger know that, like, oh, wait, Arya's a badass now. So... Sansa was just kind of sitting up there in her awesome jacket going like, wait a minute, I, like, I've had a great journey too, but I can't do any of this shit, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. She's the only one who can't do stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, that that was well, like... Well, can't walk, so I still got that. Yeah, right? So she's, she's also like, well, at least I can give people useless informa- useful information, so I've got that on brand. Uh, so yeah, but that... There's like, there's like a moment between Sansa and Bran, like in, in fucking... Uh, 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 scary movie too. Why yeah. don't I give you a standing ovation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jamie Lannister, why don't you lift me up? Uh... So are, are we are we in agreement that Brienne is the greatest swordsman alive at the moment? Um, is there anyone better than her that we know of in the world? I yeah, I think I think she's the best all around swordsman. Yeah. Swordswoman in the world because Jamie lost his hand, so he's half the man that he was. You give her a chance against Euron Greyjoy, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a brawler. She's. She Are we fighting on sea? <laughs> also, Euron uses an axe. Yeah, that's true. That's why I couldn't claim him as greatest swordsman because he, he, he rocks the axe. Well, he's uh, a raider, right? Like, yeah. Like, as far as traditional swords people, yeah. yes. She's the greatest alive. I mean, Arya's a water dancer. She's the Bravo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that's yeah. a completely different style. Like it's it's hard to compare the two. Yeah, and at one point she like when she walked up to uh what was it uh Brienne in that scene and she like pulled needle out in one hand and the dagger out in the other. I mean she was basically a freaking night elf rogue or whatever from <laughs> from World of Warcraft there at that moment. Oh, Dag- for sure. Dagger in one hand and like, loose there, sword in the, the other. Scene, and I, I like that they did this with it at least because I like Brienne a lot too. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a scene, like, there's the like, first couple spars where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to spar with, like, this, you know, 10 year old lady whom I'm charged to protect at all costs. So I'm definitely going to be, like, pulling my punches and so on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Arya immediately gets the, the, the time, like, the rapier at her throat. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the next scene, I mean, they're going at it a bit more. And then, you know, Arya gets, like, the kidney shot on her. And then Brienne's like, all right, you know, honor's on the line here now. This kid obviously knows what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. She's full of boots on the chest. <laughs> like, all right, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, kudos to Brienne to be like, all right, you want to be like, you know, this light dancer, etc. I'm just going to kick you the fuck over. <laughs> yeah, that was great. The, uh... like, the invincible kid. <laughs> yeah. Learn that lesson at least. And then Arya has to, like, sort of ad hoc train herself in this dual wielding style with, like, mm. The full-on duelist with like dagger and sh- and uh, rapier, right? Yeah, and she was doing that Which, thing where like you go like w- you drop the dagger from your your hand into the other hand and into try the other to, hand. Yeah, and you get that like kidney shot or something like that. But then yeah. like yeah, that's cool for everyone. And then they cap it off with the, you know, you're very good. Who trained you? Yeah. No one. Yeah, Die. she's like you know. Yeah, it was very very like the Odyssey at that point, right? Like, it was like. Who blinded you? Nobody! <laughs> well, no, because the no one is the, you know, everyone who works for the, the host I know. of the, yeah. you know, yeah, the was... black and white is yeah. they're, they're no one. Yeah, it was exactly like Odysseus and the Cyclops, yeah. Just when he said he was nobody, it was great stuff. Um, so, the debate for fan service moment between two and three, is that or John and Daenerys taking the little trip through the mine? I would say, because it was just like the two of them, and they were like in this enclosed space, just the two of them, lit only by candlelight, basically, and they were just like <laughs> the, the scene that only yeah, we Mark need to do this together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, we need to do this together, you know. And she's like, yes, together, but I need you to bend a knee, <laughs> right? And it was just like <laughs> Tom Sawyer and Becky lost in the cave. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, man, he's just, like at a certain point, like if I like, she was like, you need to bend the knee. I, if I'm John Snow, I'm like walking away, going, God, again with the bending of the knee stuff. You were like, it's like, z- like zombie <laughs> army. Who cares, right? Like just. Yeah. Yeah. Check it. it out. Here's the hieroglyph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here are the, the, the markings the children of the forest made, and apparently, like, nobody knew of this, I guess. Like, Stannis yeah. didn't have any of his dudes go down there and check it. Yeah, do you remember four sentences ago when yeah. you say these might predate men? Yeah. Oh, man. And yet, sure, they are definitely real and not a story, <laughs> and we fought them and survived. Yeah. Daenerys going, I will fight for the North, though. That was That was pretty cool. I was like, ooh, that's a good line right there. Just It definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is why I kind of want to see, because now we've had probably at least a couple days since Daenerys has led Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think Jon Snow's up to? I imagine we'll see him like scene two or three in the next episode. Um... Think he's still hanging around? Or do you think he's gone back to Winterfell? Or No, I think, I think, he, I think he'll still be there. I think... John is going to do something to help Daenerys before Daenerys helps the 
helps the North when when they're they're with their stuff, right? Like it just. Oh, uh, you just think seems he's like... gonna try and get Yara? Is it Yara or Yasha? Uh, Yara, Yara, which Yara. I still like. That very off-brand in Game of Thrones that she's still alive, right? Like just, just yeah, yeah really off-brand that that because yeah, Theon should, that was a, a hell because there were a couple of uh, reunion moments in this episode, right? One great, one not so great, right? And the not so great one was Theon shows up and he's just like, oh, John, you're here. Thank God. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you're at the mall, you're at the mall and you see your ex and you're like, oh. Yeah, you're like, you're oh, here. yeah, so how, how you doing? Well, yeah. I honestly thought, I thought John was at least going to gut, like, I would have gut punched him at least, if you're John, if you're John Snow, right? You at least give him a, a shot to the kidneys, right? Just to be like, fuck you, dude, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> uh, and it's, I don't know, if you're the Island Islanders guy, why are you helping this jerk, <laughs> right? Like, you just like. Fuck this well, guy. I would, have, I would have liked it if they brought it full circle because we had Arya show up mm-hmm. and she does the, you know, I'm looking, you know, you can ask anybody, ask, you know, Maester Lewin or ask, you know, Sir Roderick. Mm-hmm. And I would have had, like, John, like, plunge the on the stomach and be like, that's for Sir Roderick, who he executed. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was one of the more uglier deaths. That that that's in the running for like worst yeah, deaths was, in Game of Thrones. You wouldn't want to have. That yeah, was, like the metaphor for him not being ready to rule Winterfell. Yeah, <laughs> where he's trying to execute the one dissenter that he has, and he has to take like several swings to do yeah. it. Yeah. Now that said, he didn't have an ultra sharp Valyrian steel sword when he did it, but it. But yeah, yeah he did you're... have a Ned Stark like six foot long great sword. Yeah, it was, it was just like, oh god, what do you do? But at the same time, it was like because I didn't like that sir roderick guy either because he was enabling uh cat right like and, and a lot of her, her her nonsense that kind of started this whole goddamn war in the first place right so i was never a big sir roderick fan so when theon was like i'm gonna cut this guy's head off i'm like i'm okay with this but then when it like went halfway through and he was just like oh god i'm still alive i was like oh no no not like this not like this it's terrible yeah yeah it's like oh this is not how i wanted it to go down right it was just it, it oh was a very, you know what to do rico scene yeah <laughs> yeah that very good um Except for it wasn't Michael Ironside, so he didn't have the, in his contract, cannot shoot me in the face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, Theon shows up on the beach moments after Varian and Tyrion show up. And Tyrion, man, just, it's just not, been, this has not been a good season for Tyrion, I'll say that. Like, he, he's like, lead with the bad news first, you moron. <laughs> like, what are you <laughs> doing? You don't show up and be like... We take Casterly Rock, <laughs> but like here's the seven other bad things that have happened. What are you doing? Uh, I really like that scene though, because like they're sitting on the beach, basically like like he basically tells them, "Hey, everything I thought would be, you know, it's like yeah, we got Casterly Rock, but everything else we got fucked on." And then when they're standing there on the beach, and the beach is well lit, and you can really see like you know the details in like in like the davos and Jon snow's oh, yeah. armor in the, in the wide shot yeah and the wide shot and the art you know just the, the 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 armoring and the de- just the detailing of of the costumes and stuff which you don't get because a lot of game of thrones is is backlit in in dark scenes except for especially Jon snow because he spends a lot of time at the wall in the dark and stuff like that right so to see like just to get cool shots of his armor and and yeah and it, whatnot. Is, it is interesting Ooh. to see Jon snow on a beach <laughs> yeah it, it was it was yeah, I just I really like that. Great out, great. It, that was just a well shot scene. The 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 beach strategizing scene where Daenerys is like, 
Alright, these guys, <laughs> like, haven't won any sort of battles. Why am I listening to this guy? You, Jon Snow, who's actually won a battle or two. What do you suggest I do, right? Like, at this point, like... It really seems like like Jorah, who I don't know, does he have, like I know he's a battler, but does he have military experience? Like, oh, it, yeah, because it seems like he's the Jor guy. Mormont? Yeah, Jorah yeah, Mormont. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he's the guy that it seems like he's gonna ride in on his white horse, cured of grayscale, and be like, "I'm running the, you know, I'm commanding the armies now, and my first idea will be to not split them into three smaller, more easily <laughs> defeatable armies." Right? Like, uh, it makes sense for. It would make sense for Jorah to be like, hey, why don't we join with the North, regardless of what your bullshit is? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we just lost, what, two-thirds of our army? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, also, Jorah Mormont is, by all rights, assuming that John can forgive his crimes, which he can, King mm -hmm. of the North, mm -hmm. he is the Lord of Bear Island. Sorry, Lady Mormont fan favorite character. Yeah. You're now just his, you're now just my niece. Yeah, you can't oust the people's champion. There's no way you can't. People's do that. champion. Yeah, she like if if like people love I, that'd be interesting to see because people love Jorah Mormont because uh, I don't know they like I I, I think. I don't know. I just I have this beef with the Jor Mormont character mostly because a lot of people I think a lot of fans are just sociologically I hate it because people are just lying to themselves saying that they would pick Jor Mormont over Dario, right? As if anybody would go with the 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 50-year-old. Yeah, the 50-year-old man, or in the book's case, he's not hes not even like a 50-year-old man. He's just like this ugly dude with a great heart, right? Over the just extremely flamboyant pretty boy who's who's awesome and, well, and does everything. It's very much one of those like anti-millennial like, movie things that you see right. where it's like, you yeah. know, keep up, old man. You, you know, you're yeah. 20 years older than me and you have all the techniques, but I'm like the younger, hipper version of you. Yeah, it, but it's just, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just... To me, people who are like, yeah, I'd pick Jor uh, Jorah over Dario. I'm like, you would not. You're just fucking lying because it makes you feel better to, you know, to, to say, oh, you know, I'd give the guy with a good heart a chance. It's like, no, you fucking would not. It just... Yeah, no, Daenerys Targaryen, canonically, yeah. is yeah. 15 years old. Yes, exactly, right? And Jorah it's just like is probably in his late 40s. Yeah, it, I don't know, but I just... It's just, I don't know. So the Jorah character irritates me because I think it brings out liars in most people. But that said, he is about to, I feel like, ride in on his, his white horse. But, I, like, just, it'd be funny if, yeah, he does try to claim Bear Island. I don't think we'll get that deep in the story where it'll no, end I'm, up being, no, yeah, it will end up being Lady Mormont. But, like, like what like, I just I would really like to see that play out on Twitter though if it happened because like Twitter loves Jorah but Twitter really loves uh, Lady Mormont so I'm just I I would wonder how I would I just I would it, I mean Jorah's also sworn to Daenerys right yeah like, he's not gonna right. be a Lord of the North anymore mm -hmm. I I think well Daenerys said she would reinstate all of his crap at one yeah. point. But I would really love to see a scene where Lady Mormont and Jorah are in the same room, just kind of almost alone. And she, is it her uncle or? Yeah, her, her uncle. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like a, hi, uncle. And he's like, hi. <laughs> what have you been up to? I don't even need that much. I just need a scene where like he meets Jon Snow and sees the wolf-headed sword on his waist and goes... Bear-headed sword. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. should have been mine. <laughs> yeah, good point. Very I good point. I definitely left that yeah. behind, and my dad gave it to you instead. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, God. Great stuff. The other reunion we had, a little more enjoyable than the Theon John reunion, was Arya, who we mentioned gets back to Winterfell and is reunited with uh, Sansa um, at the statue of Ned Stark. And they're just like, boy, that doesn't look like him at all. And uh, yeah, that was just really good. And all three Starks together. You know, together at last. That was pretty okay, fun. This, she... this is where I want a prediction from you. I was going to okay. bring this up earlier. Now seems like a great time. Do we see Stark and Snow, all four Starks together this season? This see, um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. It, 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 I, I also think yes. It's it's no. it's a wish fulfillment fan service season. I I I I think we do. I I think I think it happens. I, I think, think Arya. I think Arya finds because Arya bails. Yeah, that yeah. would be. Yeah, I think she finds a reason to leave, or Bran talks to her and goes, "Yo, you've got a mission. You're not gonna do anything here. Yeah, why don't you just leave?" Yeah, that's a very, very good point. And I Bran, see past, present, and future, and there's still people on your list. Yeah, Bye. and Bran also. Bran's like, "Oh, I need Arya to do something to set some other thing in motion, right?" So he talks her, talks her into uh, into leaving, right? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, he- heading to King's like, Landing to kill some people. I like right? Sansa's line though, where she's basically like, "John was super happy to see me. If he sees you, he's gonna have a shit." Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Because yeah. they, they were they were like besties back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He gave her that sword. See uh, the Theon and John reunion too. In the you know after like almost directly after that scene, mm-hmm. where it's like, "Oh yeah, John's definitely gonna be happy to see Arya." It's like. Then to be to see John seeing Theon instead. <laughs> I, li- I liked Theon's side of that too, where he's like, F-, like you, he got on the beach and he was, you just saw his face go, fuck. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> Bet you thought to see the last of me. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, great. So his scene, sorry, his scene was similar to the the South Park scene where uh, Kanye West is beating up uh, Carlos Mencia yeah. because he doesn't understand the joke. He's like, come on, man, my dick don't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, jeez. So who won this episode, Miller? Oh, it's difficult. I, 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 I hate to say Braun because I really wish he died. So yeah. I'm going to say uh, Arya. Arya, interesting. Really pushing, pulling for Arya. What about I you, really KB? Am. I, I can't help it. I love the scene between Arya and, Bra- and uh, Brienne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Braun did a lot of work this episode, but should have died. I, I, I. That's the only caveat it, that I have. Yeah. With that. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I didn't understand that one. And they set it up for him to die a few. T- yeah. I don't know. It didn't make sense. What about you, KB? Who, who do you think won this episode? I think the fans won this episode. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> besides us, exactly yeah. what they wanted. Yeah, very good point. Every, like, they have it. There's, yeah. there's been this checklist. Uh, I think we we discussed this so, at, in the preview episode. Mm-hmm. There's a checklist of what we all wanted to see: mm-hmm. dragons burning people alive, mm-hmm. Dothraki murdering people, mm-hmm. yeah. Tyrion, Bronn, and Jamie in the same-ish scene. Stark mm-hmm. kid. Daenerys, Daenerys, and John shared a scene to get like it's. This was the ultimate fan service episode. If I have to yeah, pick yeah, a character, Stark kid reunions, we get to see Brienne and Arya interact again. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. Yeah, because they even had the fan the, the 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 fan service moment at the beginning of that scene, which I forgot to mention earlier, which was the I want to train with you. You took down the hound. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it's the I think. 
this was a very, like we said before, fan servicey episode, and no one really came out super on top. Other a lot than of fans. them have been. Mm-hmm. The the thing I wanted to mention, if I was on last week's podcast, I I wasn't because I didn't have time to watch the episode until right before I watched this episode. Um, but uh, the things that we saw for the first time ever, um, including the books, we finally had Casterly Rock, and we finally had Highgarden. Yeah. Like we we've never seen those before in the show or books. Like that never that scene has never taken place there. Yeah, I I I think Danny won this episode. I I think uh, and I'm I'm not just saying this because I predicted her to win the overall season MVP. Which by the way, we do not have somebody running away with this season like we no, have we in don't. past we seasons. Have like four people whatsoever. Back. Yeah, because I mean, like if you if you categorize it just. Like, just who was the MVP of each episode? You would say Arya won the first episode. Euron yeah. Greyjoy, probably inexplicably. Euron won the first episode in the first three minutes. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, Euron Greyjoy won the last episode, won the second episode in the opposite way where he won it in the last five, right? And then last week, Cersei, I think, probably won the episode because she had all the best moments. And, and then this week, I think it was Danny just running around, flying on dragons and, and, making packs with the north and and telling Tyrion, you know you know you done fucked up buddy and now i'm like she she basically was like he's like as usual danny's got to pick up the pieces <laughs> he's like you know like he's can like you too fucked up and danny's got to pick up the pieces <laughs> like, can i go ahead and make a bold ass dark horse prediction now mm-hmm. Arya is still my mvp for the season but yeah can I, I'm someone who's gonna be a contender yeah sam tarley yeah, very. Yeah, he he's he's been making moves too. Yeah, he saved uh, Jorah and had a good scene this week. Forget, he's been leaving out so much information that he knows and could be sending though. Like mm-hmm. he's leaving a lot on the table. Yeah, There's I, a lot of room to go. But here's the thing, yeah. KB, for like dramatic irony's purposes, for the sake of telling the story. Like it's the same reason why I knew that Drogon wasn't going to be killed by a by a, by a ballista this episode yeah. because they showed it in episode two. Yeah, you don't show your secret weapon that early if it's actually going to be effective immediately. And that's not to say that it won't be effective eventually. Well, I mean, they only point. had one, and it was um, it was used by one of the best archers in this world. Yeah. So I mean, eh. yeah. Like the yeah. second Braun jumped on that thing, I mean, you kind of were like, huh, maybe? Because it's well, Braun. Like if it had been some it random red place, shirt, right? I, I said it in episode two when I was on the podcast. I'm like, they already showed like the scene of Kyburn and Cersei in like the dungeons firing a mm-hmm. uh, this this uh, ballista at the dragon skull and it's like oh we definitely shattered it it's definitely a viable weapon but the fact that they showed it that early made me think that no they're gonna show it like episode four or five episode four uh and it's not gonna be super effective like it definitely wounded the dragon but they're not gonna kill one that soon and that makes me think that it's it's like the alpha prototype for what might actually be their secret weapon secret weapon by the end of the season yeah very good point. Like, they, they have one that somehow fires, like, six at once or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I have to give it up for Braun because he definitely made a count for the sake of turning that battle for at least a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, probably a hundred uh, Lannister soldiers survived because of that action. 
Um, and even he should have died as a result of it. But, uh, you know, it, it was a good move. They definitely proved that it works, and he's going to be a survivor enough to say, hey, I definitely shot this dragon in the shoulder. Yeah. But I don't think that's the last version of that weapon that we see, or they just come up with something completely different. Yeah. KB was nearly, I think, I mean, just I keep coming back to the Braun thing, because that was your, your who dies prediction this year, KB, and, and you were yeah. nearly the first one in this podcast to, to be correct on, on, on that front. It's just... Yeah, that was the only I, I thing. I went the extra mile and said Braun by Tyrion's hands. Yeah, in in so. a in a in a fan servicey episode, that was. I mean, that might have been the most fan servicey thing that happened was nobody of significance dying in a giant battle scene, which has never happened before in Game of Thrones. And I don't, I, I don't like it. I just, I, I, I don't <laughs> like even, it. Even that for happens. the previous episode, as soon as Grey Worm put on that helmet when he's yeah. storming Castle Rock, I'm like, he's not gonna survive this. Yeah, but it was just like. Mm. Yeah, it's so weird. The 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 MVP thing is like I I I, I like Arya is in the lead right now for me, for me as well. But she can and, be. And she was my prediction as well. Yeah, she was a lot. Yeah, it's gonna come down. A lot of people's predictions. Anyone can outdo. Yeah, she can that be seen. She can be got is basically what I'm saying. Like 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 she the someone can. Interesting because she's not because running she away with it. Prediction. She was my prediction for MVP, yeah. and the first pred- like I had a couple predictions for things that would ha- uh, that would happen in this season, uh, a few of which have actually come to pass so far. But the first was that she would impersonate Walder Frey long enough to get some sort of revenge, and it's mm-hmm. the very first scene of the season. Yeah, I actually that made me doubt that she would be an effective character throughout the season, mm. and I I've been proven wrong so far like even though she went back to winterfell and kind of ceased the revenge plot for a little while i don't think that's the end of it and then that's what i'm saying before like we might get the star kids all together but if not it will be because Arya leaves to go resume the mission i don't know it's just weird to me because like if if, if Arya does kind of win it i just hope it's it's not by like a, a default thing because honestly the the fact that we're we're down seven episodes from 10 as well this is like a lockout shortened season in in sports where you get like you win half of an mvp i'm i'm, I'm like I, i'm not interested in Arya stark finally getting her mvp and having it this weird like asterisk next to it of yeah she got it but it was you know she didn't really run away with it that sort of thing i'm just I, oh oh like, my god sorry like i just I have to throw this in here. Noah yeah. Syndergaard was in this episode. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was one oh of the Lannister god. soldiers. You didn't know that? No, I just read that. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah, he was. He was one of the nameless Lannister soldiers. He, he, was, <laughs> he was one of the red shirts. Well, because he's got the Thor hair, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I knew that Noah Syndergaard was, was in that episode. But, yeah, it's just so weird because, like I said, with the seven down from ten, it's basically a lockout shortened season. So we're getting, like, half of an and MVP this, this season. This episode was the shortest ever. Like, it's the shortest Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, it's only like 50 only minutes. only 50 minutes. Yeah. And, and that included like a 15-minute battle scene that happened in it. And, and five <laughs> five minutes of, of Brienne and Arya sparring for just, there, there just for the fans to go. Like, yeah. In this season towards the end or in the last season, next season, that there are going to be like feature-length episodes. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> We still don't know when we're going to get that final season, which, you know, is 
worrying to say the least. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's neither here nor there. Can can you imagine having a gap like we had with the last book of Avatar for the last season of Game of Thrones? Well, I think or <laughs> oh like when God. or like when Sopranos would take like three years off and you forgot like the plot line. <laughs> that was like what yeah. happened last time. Well, but like, like uh, although it wouldn't it be very fitting for the Game of Thrones show to get to the last season and then just not have an ending? Like nobody, yeah. nobody writes an ending for the show. Wouldn't wouldn't that be on brand for yeah. this particular franchise? Maybe. Just I mean, not calling anybody out. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> like I'm not saying, but I'm saying, you know. Uh, with the amount of stuff they want to do with the property, it doesn't make sense to not end it. Yeah. Considering they're but, talking three spinoffs and and yeah, prequels spin-offs and, stuff, yeah. and prequels and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it, they could be really successful if they do something like Battlestar Galactica did, where they do a whole season through a separate perspective, because the world's so big and so much is going on. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Battlestar Galactica did this season called Battlestar Galactica Raven, where everything that happened was kind of redone but through the eyes of a different characters mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of interesting to do because I mean there's so much stuff that goes on off scene and off sorry off screen that you could kind of dive into like even like this episode you don't see you're on Greyjoy you don't see the Brotherhood you don't see so much of other characters so it's possible that they don't end it, but I don't think they would be allowed to do that. I think they're going to cry. That would actually be kind of similar to like the the book four or five split as as far as the books of the show, where it's, they very much take place at the same time. But one of them is like book four is Westeros, and book five is like north of the Wall and also overseas. But they all take place at the same time to the point where there's like a Sam and John um, perspective chapter that are the exact same scene, but each of them know things that the other doesn't, that they're not willing to tell each other. And yeah, you know, they all make and I think, I think that'd be really interesting. I think that'd be really interesting. Like John tells something to Sam, and Sam, like, we know that he knows things about, like, you know, Bran is alive at that point. He's, he's, you know, past him on their way into and out of the wall and uh you know <laughs> he doesn't want to tell john because brian made him swear not to so they have like this awkward moment of like john says something about brian and then sam has this curious expression on his face but who knows what that means and then like in the next book the same scene happens again from sam's perspective and he's always like oh god can't tell him don't tell him don't tell him the thing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's gonna be tough for us this year just to name the MVP. It's gonna it's gonna be weird because I, I just I think we're gonna keep getting these fan servicey moments and it just seems like well if, no one's really gonna run run away with it because we we yeah. don't have anybody just slaying it right now in in every no, scene no, that no, they're no, in no. right because got like four even horses that I mean yeah it's, I mean last season was the perfect example where it's like I can name an MVP and then they'll die halfway through the first episode yeah. But I mean, it was it, last season was that season we had three people in 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 a in a dead heat, but like ever like because it was it was Arya, Sansa, and 
seriously last season. Yeah, and, well, Ari is always a bridesmaid and never a bride. Like yeah. he's always like second or third place for MVP. <laughs> yeah, this might be her year though. This this, this is what I'm saying. This, like, yeah. that, that was basically my my reasoning for giving her like she's on the boys are back in town tour, mm-hmm. 2017. I think, the, <laughs> I think the only person that could probably pole vault would be John. He's done nothing yeah. for the. The last couple episodes, you know, they've got to thrust him into something. Yeah, John Snow's well, never surprised me. And he was, he was, he was a big uh, move maker last season too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, he's definitely become like if you had to name like five main characters of this show, he's definitely in there. Yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's weird to say that in the history of the show, Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen have have never won an MVP in 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 our like a season long. Oh MVP. man, no, Dana- Daenerys. Come on, her la- like, well, one she's of had them... an entire season of doing nothing. True. Yeah, she spent a lot of time in Marine. That really hurt there's her a MVP lot, there's campaign. A lot yeah. of, there's a lot of spots where yeah. For plot reasons, she mm-hmm. decides to not do stuff, and no, I, mean, I understand. I understand why she doesn't, but God damn it! Like yeah. even even this season, it took her forever to use the dragons mm-hmm. because we everyone's like, "Oh, don't use the then. We weren't podcasting back then, but she probably would have been my first season MVP. <laughs> she would have been up there, but it's just like I don't see how you can give anyone besides. Sean Bean, no, yeah, Ned Sean Stark. Bean, the season one MVP, because I mean, like and, and him, him yeah, him as the main, like him as the main character, and then dying at the end of the second last episode of the season, just in, in, stuff. yeah, in inexplicable fashion, where you're like, oh my god, they killed the hero of the show. This is ridiculous. It's just you, you couldn't be ignored. And Jon Snow, I like, I think his best season was obviously his season two stuff with the Wildlings. Correct. That was just excellent. It's just too bad for him because Dinklage and Tyrion Lannister was just turning in an all-time season-long MVP performance where it was just like... Every it's just goddamn like, scene yeah. just killing it's just like I'm sorry, Jon Snow. It's just like you're like he was definitely like Jon Snow was the season two runner-up. Like if we had the podcast back then, it would have been like. But even yeah. that was tricky because all the stuff with Arya at Harrenhal yeah. and Tywin, Tywin. at Harrenhal, mm-hmm. they were, they, that was all amazing in season two too. Like yeah, season two is my was, favorite yeah. season of this show. Yeah, great stuff. Anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to discuss? Anything we missed? I think we pretty we pretty much covered uh, covered everything in what was just a fantastic all time episode of. of Game of Thrones. I hope I don't turn on this episode. Like I really liked it. I hope I don't turn on 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 it in in the future where I'm just like, ah, this is all fan servicey, kind of not great. But uh, yeah, I really liked it. Still MVP vote. Still like still up in the air. Like like Arya, I think's the front runner. But as as far as the season seven MVP goes, who wants it? <laughs> That's what, like it's it's yeah, there really. for the taking. Who wants it? That's what I'm saying. Like Jon Snow could come and take it if he wants it. Daenerys Targaryen, it's there for the taking. Hell, even Euron Greyjoy. I mean, he's cooled off a little bit in the last couple episodes, but he's still there. <laughs> like, well, the thing with this show is too is like once you cool off, like you might as well die next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like who knows, right? We we could have more from him. We could not. It's he's easy come, easy go with a guy like him. Yeah. All right, so for the that'll be it for this week on the Crossover Podcast. We'll be back next week with more Game of Thrones talk. And Craig Needles and I are going to be doing a, a more NFL over-unders. And, uh, yeah, that'll be back. So a nice an official Crossover Podcast uh, crossover week 
where we you will get some sports and you will get some some pop culture nerd stuff too. So so stay tuned for that. Crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, Twitter at mpier6 is the official Twitter account, and facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to plug? Uh, I'll just go ahead and foreshadow that uh, two weeks from now, approximately, mm-hmm. uh, at least Matt Pierce and I will be talking about the Defenders. Yes, oh, true, I will very be true. there for sure, and we are... <laughs> We're all hoping that Iron Fist was a fluke. That we can redeem no. <laughs> Well, I don't know, uh, KB. I've been talking to some of the other people in the Pottern family who have received screeners. Oh, now really? They, yeah, they've only received the, received the first three episodes. But early returns suggest that Iron Fist does not turn it around in this season of The Defenders. <laughs> Just that specific character does not <laughs> turn it around. So uh, I'm willing to give him a full ten episodes. But... Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm saying early. I, I'm I'm only reporting like this is a don't shoot the messenger scenario, and you know nobody more than me wants Iron Fist to be good, but. Oh, yeah, well, knowing my like gonna happen. Marvel puts out a Netflix series in a weekend, I'm going to, like, come home from fri- like work Friday, I'm going to pick up, like, a bucket of fried chicken and a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and just binge, like, the first 10 of 12 episodes. Yeah. The, first- <laughs> the problem with that, I, I've got the... I, I, I don't want to mention it, but I've got a thing that I'm going to on the Saturday. Um, so, uh, I don't know if I'm saving the mentioning it for a little bit closer, but I don't know if I'll be able to hardcore binge that weekend. So maybe the defenders preview will be out a little bit later than normal, like later on in the week, but, uh, we will be doing a defenders review. I just hopefully fingers crossed that it's not as brutal to sit through as, as iron fist. If I see one, if I see the Meachams in this at all, I will, (laughs) Uh, we've already seen shit. we've already seen at least one board meeting in the previews. Oh, really? Oh, God yeah. Get it together, uh, Marvel uh, You know what? Maybe it's not <laughs> such a bad. You know, Disney pulled pulled their uh, pulled their contract with Netflix. I mean, it, it won't yeah. end. It won't end till like 2019. So we've still got a year and a half. But uh, they're gonna lose Marvel on Netflix, and they're gonna lose all the Disney movies too. This is the thing no one's talking about with the cord cutting is i think they're talking about it but go ahead (laughs) well no i'm just saying like if if every streaming service you know like if if every every company starts their own streaming service the costs to get everything will be less than that of cable will be far more significant than than cable (laughs) like far like if you have to buy netflix and disney and hbo and, and so on and CISO so on and so and on and yeah and etc 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 all of a sudden people are going to be going huh i kind of miss cable <laughs> right they're like we it's it's going to be a a real icarus like flew too close to the sun thing so yeah I, which I might just... not hurt like america as much as it hurts canada <laughs> yeah it, it absolutely crushes us with the goddamn crtc and whatnot uh, like, so yeah it's, but it's, yeah it's Rogers and Bell buying the rights to shows that don't even air here, so you can't even get to see them anywhere else. It's yeah. just, uh. Well, I think they even started to block the, um, what's his face? John Oliver's show you can't watch on YouTube on the official channel here anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. someone bought the rights. Oh, Canada. Yeah, not, not great. Not great. Anyway. 
Yeah, it's kind of a sour note to get on, so uh, to go out on. But anyway, we'll be back Just next remember, week. Remember, everyone, yeah. clear eyes, yeah, full, full hearts, Jakaris. <laughs> clear eyes, <laughs> full hearts, Jakaris. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Yeah, we'll Blue see. Eyes, white dragon can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Crossover Podcast. Yeah.